Welcome to Chit Chat. Good night, good night, good night. Tonight we're going to talk about stress. And I know we can't eliminate stress from our lives. However, we can um, we can have some of our stress decrease by um, looking at our different options that we have. I know um, part of having children with special needs, they're going to be different stress for each of us in different ways, depending on how our child falls on the spectrum, right? For some of us, the stress is going to be more. And for some of us, it's going to be less. But more or less, it is still stress. You know, for many of us, our stresses are going to be the same which is financial, which is the way society, you know, is with um, children with disability or even with parents trying to fight for children with disability, you know, being an advocate and all of that. So it's always going to be um, some kind of stress. And the reason why I said some people's stress might be less, you know, some parents' stress, caregivers' stress might be less, um, and some might be more, is the fact that um, it is true. But regardless of whatever our stress level is or the, the demand on our life, because of our children, stress is stress. And we have to remember that stress can cause a lot of different um, things to our body. You know, so let's not forget that. So we have to learn to um, prioritize what is important what we need to stress about or worry about, and what we just need to just understand that it is out of our hands, right? It's going to be a stress anyway because for most of us, we want things to be fixed right away, and we want to take, you know, take that time and just get it over with, and then there are things that we just cannot control. So we have to try to figure out what are some of the stress that we can control, and what about stresses that we can't control? So tonight I'm going to talk about a particular stress that we, well, two different stress. One that we can control and some that we can't. And the first one that I want to bring up is, I know it's February. And for some people, you know, they're going to say, well, it's February. It's too early to think about summer camp. It is early. It's too, you know, it's early still yet in the year. But what I want you to understand is when you have a child with special needs, you cannot wait for June if you're a working parent or a working caregiver to start thinking about what summer camp, you know, for some of you, um, where can I get vouchers? Which camp will accept my child? Where would this camp be located? What is the best place for my child? And for some of you, it will be difficult if you don't get your child into a camp. It will be very difficult because um, without your child being in a camp, as when mine was younger, you can't work. You know, for some of you, the 
is going to be very expensive if you don't start limit limit what you like, limit what you don't like, where you want your child to go, what are the prices, what are some of the activities that is offered. Now, being that it's February, is the best time to start thinking where your child is going to be for the summer. Whether you're going to go part-time, half of the summer, you're going to go the whole summer, where will my child, your child, do or go for the summer? Where? Right? We have to start thinking about that now. Because when we start thinking about that now and start making phone calls, even though a lot of... um, Camps are not actually open now. They still can give you the price. They still can tell you whether or not they'll be accepting children with IEP. They still can give you an idea that you can um, already say to yourself, well, that is not an option. That might be an option. That may be an option, may not be an option. You need to be proactive, Because when we're proactive, that's when we get the best things for our children. Okay? I want you to know that. Whenever we are proactive is when we get the best things for our children. All right? So whether you call or whether you actually go to the place, you can let them know, I am interested in my child attending this camp. Is there anyone that I can talk to at this particular point that I can ask some questions? Because for some of us that are working, we may not have all the money together right now at this point to pay for the entire summer or even part of the summer. However, there are some camps like my son camp where he used to go to when he was younger where you can start your payment like in February. So, you know, you pay a little bit here, you pay a little bit there, and when camp starts, then you finish paying the rest of it. So you need to find out where your child will go. If they do partial payment until the camp starts, or at least get your child on a list, that at least you'll know that, okay, I don't have to worry about the summer or I don't have to worry about anything because my child is already on this list and all I have to do is pay for it. Sometimes schools in our community do have summer camp inside. It might not be the ideal summer camp. It might be where um, they do art, you know, arts and crafts and probably touch up on some schoolwork. If you need a break, that is a good break for you because at least you know the child is in school or the child is in camp. And that is a lot of stress taken away from you if you're a working parent as well if you're not a working parent because if you can get, as a working parent, if you can get somewhere that will watch your child until a certain time and then you can have the same um, person that usually pick your child up after school and take care of the child, it's almost going to be as if your schedule just continues. You know, it's a smooth thing. Your child used to leave school at 3 or 2.20. You have someone that watches your child for you, so the same person will continue. 
if possible, but we have to get ahead of the game, right? We have to get ahead of the game. For the mothers that are home, you might just need a break because you might have younger children at home or you might just need a break. This is also important for you too. It's very important for you as well that you find out where's the camp, whether it's a free camp or you pay for the camp, or it's going to be at a school, or it's going to be at a religious setting, a church, whatever it is. If, they're, if they are allowed to take care of children with special needs, when I say allow, it means that if they are people there that are trained to take care of your child, my child, let's say, for example, then it's a good idea to go and ask, you know, well, last year you did it and my child didn't come, but I noticed that you had a camp here. Are you still going to have the camp? If the answer is yes, you may say, can I add my name to the list? And can I speak to the person that runs the camp? If not, give them, my, give them your number and start right now getting ready to have a summer where it is not filled with stress. It's a summer that's going to go smooth. Your child is on a waiting list for the summer camp, which means you're going to be one of the first parents being called, right? The next thing that at this time of the year that add to our already stress is school, <laughs> it's school, our children and school, school and our children, whichever way we want to put it. What I want you to understand, for those of you that have younger children, if your child is not doing well in school, I'm not going to say don't be frustrated. I'm not going to say don't be mad. I'm not going to say, say, you know, don't be... Don't be a lot of different things because it's a lot of different emotions. If you have already gotten progress reports and basically it's saying that your child is getting held over, what I want to tell you is learn to see things ahead of time. We have to sometimes learn or relearn to be honest with ourselves. And when I say that, I mean, when we're honest with ourselves, we can eliminate few of our stress markers, few of them, not all of them, but few of them. And any amount of stress that can be decreased or even be done with, I think is beautiful. So if one of the things that you're stressing about is your child you know, the progress report, the teacher spoke to you, there's a possibility of your child being um, held over. Um, I don't know about anyone else, but I've always known what my child was doing in school. I've always known, and I've always been honest. You know, um, if I sat with anyone and they said, well, for example, if I've ever sat with anyone and they said, well, you know, he needs to do more of this or he needs to do less of this or he needs to do that. I've always already known that this was the child that they were talking about, which was mine. So if your child is not really doing well in school, just let it go. If that child needs to be held over, then it's a good thing. 
you know, let the child get held over, or if they have summer summer session at your school and they don't mind um, putting off the child being held over if the child attends summer school and, you know, try to do some of the things that they had required to do during the year, but they were unable to do or they didn't do, then that's fine. But I want you to know that child being held over shouldn't be that much of a stress for us at whatever level, whether the child is not going to be able to graduate or it is kindergarten, it shouldn't be that stressful. Because we have to think, if a child is being left over in kindergarten, you might feel um, some type of a way that your child is being held over and you won't. Your child might not be moving up with their peers. But what we need to understand is every grade is like you're putting a, a brick and the other grade means the other brick is going to go on top of it because let's say you're building a house. The foundation have to be solid. So if the child is going to be left over or held over in kindergarten, it's that, that kindergarten is the foundation to be built on for first grade. If you or I should go in there and say, well, I don't care. I don't want my child to be left, uh, um, left out of graduation. I don't want my child to be left, you know, to be held over. If we made enough noise and someone decided to listen to us, I want you or myself or anyone listening, when we make noise and we start um, advocating for things that, you know, shouldn't even be advocated for, like I want my child to be promoted. That's a stress that we don't have to worry about because, like I said, if there are things that we're not going to like, but they just have to just happen. We have to let them happen, you know? So if that's one of your stress where your child might not graduate or your child might not be promoted, I want you to understand that that every class is a solid foundation for the next class, or it should be for the next grade, which means that if your child is not being promoted to first grade, maybe your child don't know a lot of things that their peers already know to go to first grade. Maybe being held over might be good. Maybe that might be what your child really need. However, if we um, protest or advocate and our child get moved up to the grade that they really didn't want, the school didn't see that your child or my child was ready for, I want you to know that you might have gotten what you wanted, but September you're going to see a lot of different issues with your child as far as understanding and as far as being ready for that particular grade. Because when a child goes to a grade, there are certain things, even though all our children um, have IEP and they're individualized, we still have to understand that there are certain things that a teacher need to still teach to our children as a small group. So if you or I are worrying about our children be held over, I want you to know that it will be okay. I want you to know that it will be okay. It is 
a moment that you can sit and you can be upset about, but it will be okay. If our child are even graduating 12th grade and they said, well, your child is not ready, it will be okay. One more year being in school, it will be okay. It will be okay. That's one more year of trying to really understand maybe even a smart part of what they didn't to be more prepared, okay? So that is one stress that it is February, but a lot of parents already have received a note saying there's a possibility that your child, my child, whoever child it is, might be held over. If this is one of the stress that you're facing tonight, I want you to understand that it will be all right. It will be all right. There are worse things in the world that could ever happen besides our children needing one more year to understand the grade that they are now in. Okay? So we've just, we have already discussed it. If you want, already discussed, if you want your child to go to camp, you need to go find out about the camps right now. And now we've already discussed one of our stress if our child is being held over. We need to learn to eliminate things that usually stress us or even things that are out of our control. There are just some things that are out of our control. If your child is already in a camp or you already know your child is going to camp, each camp will need an updated Medical, physical, okay? We already know that. We already know that. If your child's last physical was last year March, come June, it is not going to be accepted because from March to March is already a year. Children need to get a yearly physical, and get the papers that the camp will accept filled out that your child is okay for the activities that they're going to be doing or your child is okay physically to be in the camp. So that is another stress. Do not wait for June to get an appointment because a lot of other people are doing the same thing as you'll be doing. Okay? So you need to now like I did, I didn't have issues with this because what I did, I used to do my son's physical in, Mar in March, in February, right? And I found out that it didn't work for me. So what I did was I did my son's physical and I set up the appointment that his physical would be done, let's just say, in June, Okay, when I did the physical in June, it covered me for school, right? Because when I went in June, my son's um, physical was already in place, right? And that's the same thing you want. When the camp opens in August or wherever you live, your physical will be up date. 
it will be updated. All you need to do is just give the paper to the pediatrician and they'll just fill everything out and you'll be okay. When schools start, your child will have a clean bill of health and your papers will be filled out and you'll be okay. So whatever you need to get done now, get it done. If your child get their physical now in February, your child would be perfect for camp in July or August, wherever you live. If you're going to do it last minute, which is a full physical, blood work, urine, and all of the other stuff, you may not get an appointment because a lot of doctors are very busy at this time of the year don't get in, a lot of children ready for camp. Okay, so decide now. If you want to relieve yourself of some of the stress that we don't even have to be a part of. If you're a parent that already know that your child needs to continue OT and PT throughout the summer, right? get your information from the school, and now, February, is the best time to start calling places and adding your child as a new patient coming in in June or whenever you want the camp, the, um, the physical therapy to start. You cannot start looking for these different services in the summer. It's not going to work out for you. A lot of places will have to continue with their patients that they already have, and a lot of places are going to have a cutoff because some of the therapists are going to go on vacation. Some of the therapists are probably going to take a class here or there, you know, because it's the summertime. We don't know. We don't want to get caught up like that. So if you know your child needs to have therapy in the summer and you're already seeing someone, your child's already at a place where they're already getting service after school or on the weekend, however you do it. Go in your next meeting or your next time you try, you know, you try to, um, I'm not so. I'm sorry. The next time you take your child to the, um, to OT or PT or what have you, you can let them know that it will be extended for the summer and then get the papers from the school showing that the child still need ongoing therapy as per the IEP because some children needed their service throughout the summer. Mine didn't. My son didn't. But I used to use my private um, insurance and get a prescription from his doctor and let him continue. When he was younger, he's okay now as far as not, you know, needing to go, you know, for um, any service, whether or not the school said he needed it. He's fine. But for those of us that have children that need it, if your child's already at the center where they're getting their service or at a medical center where they're getting their service, I want you to speak to someone and let them know, keep my child's slot open because they're going to need it and I'm going to get the information from the school to give you where your payment will be 
okay, and my son will already have a place to be. Because a lot of people start doing their business people, medical people, they've already started doing their inventory to see who will not come back or who's going to drop off when school ends. Don't wait for your child to be dropped off and then start getting stressed out what is going to happen. Go there, speak to the therapist, and let them know. The IEP states my child needs to get therapy throughout the year. Is there anything? Do I need to go to the doctor and get a new prescription? Do I need to get information from the school? But make sure you stay on point with all these things that you need to do because these are things that's going to remove stress that is not, it's not important to be going all over the place at the point when you need to be. These are some of the stress that we can control, right? These are some of the stress that are not supposed to be going crazy and just losing it in June. These are things that we can take care of right now. So if your child needs service throughout the year and your IEP has been changed or your IEP, your IEP remained the same, all you basically have to do is let the person that is taking care of your child know for the summer we'll be still coming here. What do I need to get? Because a lot of you, including myself and my son needed, you know, there is a prescription, and if this prescription ends when the school year physically ends, then whoever is paying for your child to get therapy won't pay for them, and the center, the medical center, won't continue the therapy because they have to have an updated prescription. So if this is all you need is to get a new prescription and your insurance will pay for it, start doing the process now. Get the new prescription from your doctor, bring it to the location that your child is being taken care of, and that is over with and that's done. When school is over, you still keep your same appointment, the same appointment time, because your child's already there, and that stress is over. If your child attends a daycare, make sure you allow, the, make sure you tell the place to not give up your child's slot for the summer because your child will be attending, okay? A lot of different daycare and summer camp and all these different places that we want our children to be and to be involved in different activities, they also have a limit to how many children they can care for in the summer, right? Because... If they don't have the staff, they can't have the amount of children that they might would like to. So you need to make sure your child is among that group, that school, the daycare, the camp, whatever, know that my child would be there June when school ends. We need to understand, again, I'm going to say, they are stress that we can either decrease or remove from our life. And these are just a few of them. For those of you that stress about, you know, buying clothing and, you know, replacing clothing for the summer, okay. 
if you are computer savvy, you know, you're all, if you're someone that's always online and you can see the different sales or what have you, or even if you're not a computer person, what I want you to do is, if you're like me, which what I used to do is I used to put away some of the summer clothing that was still, in my opinion, were still good. And about March or so when the, um, my son and all the other children start wearing, you know, different clothing, I used to try on all those things that I put away to see what still fit, what didn't fit. I want you to do the same thing. Practice doing the same thing. When March comes around, my son wears uniform to school, so I don't want the surprise when he do have to put something on when there's a 70-degree, you know, day in March. We, you know, we're going crazy because everything is long sleeve or nothing fits. So when it comes to March, the nice clothing that were really intact last year and you put them away, let your child, let your children put them on. See if they fit. If this fit, then you keep it over here. If that doesn't fit, then you keep it over there. If you have other smaller children, now you start letting them fit in to some of the things or try to see if they fit some of the things that that older child no longer fit. So now you might have to replace some things for that older child, but then the other child might already have some new stuff because things have been passed down, all right? That is another stress you can relieve, okay? So we have to just figure out, as special need parents, our options. You know, figure out our options. If it means that we're going to have to reach out to a friend or to a family member that usually don't work in the summer or whatever it might be, don't wait until June if you already know you're going to need someone to help you. Because the same way you know your need is the same way that person know what they really want to do or don't do for the summer. So if it's someone that you need or you may need to ask to pick your child up or at least to be there when the bus comes to drop your child off from camp, then what you need to do is you need to ask this person, can you help me? You know, can you help me? You and I know that we're always going to have stress, but we all need to spend time with ourselves and think about some of the stress that we can eliminate or at least decrease. These were just a few that I spoke about tonight, and um, whether you're working or not, it doesn't matter. Everyone need a break. If you're working parent, you need a break in a sense where you need not to be at work and be worried where your child is and who's going to watch your child tomorrow and, you know, and all of that stuff. You need to have a safe place or a safe person pick your child up where you can be productive at work and know your child is having a great summer. If you don't work, you need a break. You're going to need a break. Having four or several younger children at home in the summer, you need to have plans because they're going to be filled with energy 
and want to do different things. So if you can get even two or three of them in a daycare or in a camp or what have you, and then you only have one at home now that you might have to take to the park, then at least some of your stress has been eliminated. So that's what all I wanted to talk to you about tonight is just um, even though the summer is not here yet, even though the year is not fully over for our children yet, don't wait for the year to be over to start assuming what you should or shouldn't do or what other people should or shouldn't do for you or your child. Get ready, get ready, get ready. Start doing the work now to find a summer camp. Put your child on the list. Start doing the work now to let the daycare know your child will continue in the summer. Start speaking to PT and OT and the your pediatrician for new prescription if your child needs to continue for the summer. Keep everything ahead of time, which will always eliminate Unnecessary communication, meaning where the pediatrician is going to say, well, um, I didn't know that you wanted to use us for the summer, and we don't have, we have only this time slot, or only that time slot, because if you already brought your papers in from school, and the paper stated, well, that, you know, the um, service is um, throughout school. Well, if school ends in June, so does your service. So you may or may not have a therapist for your child. So what you need to do ahead of time is you need to get a new prescription. If the center said your child still may need therapy or the IEP says that your child need therapy throughout the summer, you, need to get a, you may need to get a new prescription to hand over to this medical place that's doing your child's services, and they now will have the understanding that they will be paid and your child will be there for the summer, okay? So this podcast is going to be short tonight, but I just want to, you know, I just want everyone to be on page that we need to prioritize our self-care and seeking the support that we need for our children, you know, way ahead, Sometimes we just don't know what is going to happen if they're going to get sick. We can't predict that they're going to get sick. However, we can predict and know that we're going to need someone to watch our children in the summer if we work. We can predict that our children are going to drive us crazy for those of us that don't work if everyone is home every day with no planned activity. Some of the things we already know. So the things that we know, are going to be stressful, we need to try to either decrease or eliminate. So tonight I want you to look at your list of things that you may need to eliminate to remove some of the stress that you have now or some of the stress that you will have when your child is out of school in June or some of you even early, you know, later you know, the end of June, the beginning of June, but whatever time it is, your children and my children and my child, I should say, will be out of school for the summer. So make plans for the six week or the eight weeks that your child is going to be out of school. Make plans for them that you won't be 
as stressed as you might be if you don't make any plans, okay? There's stress that we are going to face of our own, and there's stress that we just have to deal with because we have a little person that we have to advocate for. But you can't um, take care of a child if you're not taking care of yourself. And our mental and emotional state is very important. Okay, so with that, tonight I'm going to bid you good night and just take care of yourself. All right, just take care of yourself because a lot of illness is related to stress, heart attack. You know, high blood pressure, stroke, mental issues, emotional issues. So just stay ahead of the game. Let us all stay ahead of the game. Things, <clears throat> I'm sorry, my allergies getting ready to act up. Things that we can, um, <clears throat> sorry, things that we can, you know, tap into and see where they'll realistically release us from some of our stress and some of our responsibilities, which would be summer camp, daycare, knowing where your child is going to get their service for the summer. All these things can be taken care of right now. You can get a new letter from your pediatrician giving you the right to ask for more time at the, you know, wherever your child is getting therapy. Let's do these things ahead of time, okay? So good night. Take care of yourself. Take care of your household. Have a wonderful, wonderful weekend.